Blank screen. I hear the sound of children playing, and I can feel the wind. I hear it rustling through the autumn leaves. I smell the wet dirt and the long grass. There's an iron taste in my mouth. This is where I belong. Mom, tell me when it's time. Don't move, Nate. They're going to a TV timeout. Just relax. That's Greek, our trainer. It's Thursday night in November 2008, and we're playing a nationally televised game in Cleveland. I'm a tight end for the Denver Broncos. I'm sure that above me, the hit is being replayed over and again in slow motion. I also know that my mother is watching at home. With Greek holding my head and neck still, I move my legs and arms to let her know I'm not paralyzed. After a minute, I get up and walk off the field, mad at myself for not holding on to the ball. I almost caught it, had it in my hands. But Willie McGinnis, a linebacker for the Browns, dislodged it when he buried his shoulder into my temple and spun me around in the air. I hit the ground like a dead body. I stand on the sidelines as Jay Cutler finishes the drive with his third touchdown pass of the quarter. It goes to Brandon Marshall. After the score, B. Marsh reaches for something in his pants, but Brandon Stokely, another star receiver, stops him, fearing a flag for an unlicensed prop. The Browns receive the kickoff, can't score, and we win. A much-needed win. We had dropped the previous three. The locker room afterward is raucous with reenactments of the end zone shenanigans. B. Marsh had been reaching for a homemade black-and-white unity glove he'd tucked into his game pants. And now, in the safety of the locker room, Stokely's standing on a bench doing his best Tommy Smith impression from the 1968 Olympics. It is two days after Barack Obama's election, and B. Marsh wanted to honor the moment. His president is black, and he is proud. And like many proud black men who came before him, he got bear-hugged by Whitey. Great gesture, bad timing. They call it the No Fun League for a reason. On the airplane ride back to Denver, I sit completely still and sip a cocktail. We used to have beers on the flights, but NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell banned them. Legislate all you want, demand finds its supply, and booze is easier to smuggle past a tarmac TSA screening than a 30-pack. I go to our team physician, Dr. Garrity, and ask him if he could give me something for the pain. I can't move my neck, Doc. He says the best he can do is one Vicodin and one muscle relaxer and hands me two pills and a small bag. That's it? Two pills? I hold up the nearly empty bag. You gonna make me hit the streets for this one? Sorry, Nate. The two pills don't make it off the plane. I lie in bed all weekend, unable to move my head. By the time Monday comes around, I put on my sweats and drive into work. Stiffer than a wedding night's dick, as one of my coaches used to say. Business as usual. Yes, I could have gone in for injury treatment over the weekend, but I'm sick of being treated for injuries, sick of spending time in the training room, sick of feeling fragile. It's my sixth year in the league. I'm well-versed in the injury rehab cycle of professional football. I know which injuries I need to treat and which ones I can handle on my own. This one I can handle. As long as I can run fast, I'm fine. I deal with the pain all week, and by game day I'm ready to play. It will be the last game of my career. It's in Atlanta against the Falcons. We win 24-20. I have three catches for 33 yards. I jump over a cornerback after one of them. Most cornerbacks tackle low. They shoot for the kneecaps or the ankles because that's how you can bring down a larger man. The announcer says I shouldn't have jumped over him. He says it was too dangerous. 
I could have been hurt. Worse, I could have fumbled. Several days after our win in Atlanta, we're practicing in preparation for the Raiders game at home in Denver. Practice is dragging along. We're running plays against our scout team defense. There are two tight ends in the huddle, me and Tony Scheffler. Our quarterback, Jay Cutler, calls a play that has us running mirrored corner routes on either side of the ball. Tony and I are always being scolded for not reaching our required depths on our routes. If the route calls for 10 yards, we're always breaking it off at 9. If it calls for 12, we make it 11. We're the same that way, eager to get there and eager to get the ball. We break the huddle and agree to go for the full 12 this time. I run it full and break to the corner. Jay throws me a fastball with an arc that leads me to the sideline. I burst to track it down, and a lightning bolt strikes me from behind. My hamstring rips off the ass bone with a bang. The sound of my season ending right there.